right. you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Yep, there it is. I see it. All right, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, so good morning, everyone. Um, like, uh, I guess what our other calls would say, good morning, like a uh, shark, we're back like a shark attack, back like we ain't got clothes on our back, I forgot <laughs> everything else, <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, good morning, welcome to uh, today's edition of Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, as we, you know, break down things that happened in this past week, uh, as we know, the forefront is the NBA Finals, uh, we would definitely be headlining with that. Things that happen in the NFL, maybe some other news in the NBA, maybe some MLB, who knows? But nevertheless, um, here with my brother from another mother, uh, he goes by Peoples Hernandez, he goes by Rod Tidwell, for all I know, he can go by uh, Willie Beeman as well. But nevertheless, <laughs> it's, it's the Ian Jones today. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, bro. How you been? Hey, I'm hanging in there. All right, so... And man, um, look, I, I, I know a few weeks ago, I definitely said the Miami Heat was either a championship team or a first round exit in the same game. They can be that in the playoffs. I mean, they, they kind of lived up to that championship expectation. But I feel like now um, they kind of ran out of gas here. That That's what it seems like. Yeah. Um, them playing. You know, they, they come into Miami, you know, game three, they, they split. They did what they were supposed to do. Right. But, man, uh, to lose two at home to her Nuggets, it does hurt, man. Um, games three and four, like, what what were your thoughts on that? What do you – how long do you think this series is going to last, man? Like, just let us know what you're thinking, bro. Uh, game three, we – 
we simply just seen uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray just dominate. You know, for both of them to have triple doubles in the same game, I think that was the first time it happened in NBA in NBA Finals history. That's crazy. I mean, you think about all the greats that have played in the NBA Finals year after year. And, I mean, that's that's insane. I mean, it just shows you to a testament that they've been the best team in the NBA all year. I mean, they. I mean, they showing it every night. Um, then game four last night, uh, man, Bruce Brown just and Aaron Gordon just crazy, man. I mean, Bruce Brown, man, he looked like um, top five point guard in the league late last night. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, wow, bro. But a testament to their team, they've been playing like that every series from round one to round two to Western Conference Finals. Um, they've been playing, these same guys have been playing like this the whole playoff. So um, now you look at it, they got one game to go, one game to go, and they will have their first ever NBA championship. And they got a chance to do it on their home floor. I think they're going to get it done. I think they, I think it's, I think it's, it's over. Yeah, I think it's four one. I, I thought Miami would, you know, I thought I, I think I said Denver in six, but I don't know. They might get them out of here quicker. And I mean, you know, Miami's going to play hard, but I think in this series, I, they Denver's just a better team, just from starting five to the benches, benches deep. They got, you know, they the benches deep, um, talented. They have a uh, veteran experience. You know, they, you know, guys like Jeff Green, you know, Aaron Gorge, he's not even that young no more. You know, Bruce Brown, uh, Kyle Will Pope, you know. I mean, like, like I was saying to myself last night, look like Kyle Will Pope about to get his second ring. And Jeff Green probably going to get his first one because this ain't looking too good for Miami right now. And I don't see them coming back from 3-1. No, I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> not, not with this group. <laughs> nah, <laughs> man. Um, no, you you're right. Bruce Brown last night. My gosh, in the fourth quarter, he 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 told he told Jokic and Jamal like, "Look, I got I this, <laughs> <laughs> dude." It's it's wild because I'm gonna go back to game three for a second because, like you said, the triple doubles first time that's ever happened like that. Thirty point triple doubles. Yeah, in the same age, same game. Um. And it was just a two-man show in game in game three. Them yeah. two beat the Heat by themselves because yep. Bruce Brown and Gordon and Michael Porter Jr., Caldwell Pope, none of them was nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Chris, Christian Brown was the one off the bench with 15 in that game. Right. But it was mainly the two-man show that did everything. And so, you know, I expected the Heat would come out with some urgency last night. And initially they did. It, they, they were yeah. in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like, you know, they didn't like lose control of the pace of the game initially, but it was like second half. I'm like, you, you just saw it. They just started running out of steam. Shots wasn't falling. Um, you know, bam, missing easy pick and pop shots. And, you know, you know, Denver just starting to get a lead. And every time that Miami would start to come back, Something yep. would happen. Caldwell Pope would make key, will have like a hot minute and a half to two minutes on offense and defense. 
stripping Jimmy Butler, hitting timely threes. And I'm like, man. But when you have Aaron Gordon with 27 points last night, 27. 27. Yeah. Three or four behind the arc. Like, my gosh. And, and Michael Porter Jr., who's been anemic this whole series, he, he hasn't really played well, but he gives oh. you 11. You know, Caldwell Pepper only gives you seven, but I feel like his buckets was timely. That's just the key of it. He made timely buckets. And then, yeah, so of course, happened. and then, like like we mentioned, Bruce Brown, like, he 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 went reached in his bag like you know I've been saving this for the NBA Finals. Let me get Duncan Robinson on me real quick. Let me size him up. Let me drain him real quick. Man, it was it was the layup. It was the layup for me before the three. I was like, ooh, I'm like, that's how you coming? I'm like, You're right. Wow. <laughs> like wow. And I'm sitting here looking at Bruce Brown like like bro, you you was just on. Like Brooklyn with with KD and Kyrie, and y'all couldn't get it done. But this team here is about to get it done. You feel me? I think wow. But I mean, I guess that's just a testament to you know being on a different team and just being with the right fit and right system and in chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. I want to say I saw a clip probably back in the Lakers series when they when it was up uh, 3-0 um, in the locker room of Denver. And you can see everybody like just just the camaraderie and everybody like love for one another and mm. hyping up the next man because they did something well. It's, it's there like it, there's yep. no egos at all. And it starts with their superstar, Jokic. It's like. That man, I feel like it's one of the he he reminds me of Tim Duncan as far as the ego part. Like yeah. there is none. He just goes out there, plays, he doesn't really talk, he just do his thing. Go home. Yeah. And and, and so to have that at the forefront, and then of course, you know, the wonderful story of Jamal Murray. We discussed it before, just having him doing his thing. Yeah. So him back in the form and everything else just flowing, you know, just with all this cohesion and stuff, it's man, like, like you said, they they one game away from winning their first title. They've been to the Western Conference Finals three times in their franchise history, to my understanding. First time was in the '80s with Alex English ran against the uh, Lakers, and that was that was a wrap. Uh, a couple of years ago in the bubble, when you know the Lakers got them that time, and they returned the favor yeah. this year, so. First trip. Yeah, then, they played, then they played, uh, I know for a fact they played Kobe. Oh, you're right. You're right. They with, played with Kobe. And that was Which a great crazy. series. All three times they played the Lakers. They played them again this year. <laughs> Man, That's they crazy. got three different, four different versions of the Lakers, the whole franchise history. That's crazy, yo. I just thought, since you brought it up, I just thought about that. Like, yeah, they right. played more in the West Conference Finals, too. So, wow. so man, they, they ran into Magic, they ran into Kareem, they ran into Worthy, they ran into Kobe, they ran into LeBron. <laughs> like, <laughs> dog. Everybody. Only person they probably did run into is Shaq. <laughs> yeah. And probably for, that's probably good for, for their well-being at that point. They ran into a 2000, early 2000 Shaq. I don't know what to tell you. No. Somebody probably would have died. Yeah. No answer. <laughs> at all, bro. But... So, 
I had this series going further than five. I had it going seven. Not saying uh, it's more than likely it's ending in Denver in game five. I I give the Heat a 2% chance for winning game five. You know, I just – it's just more so the the respect for what they have done this postseason. What Jimmy has just can't come out the bag with just, you know, last-minute heroics to push the Mm -hmm. game. But more than likely, we – we know, and probably America knows that it's probably a wrap in Denver. Yeah. The fans about to be hyped. Uh, I mean, they have a chance to win, and I, you know what, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami won in game, you know, game five. But as far as the series go, I mean, it's a, it, it's a wrap. But <sighs> as they were walking off, I seen a clip as they was walking off the court last night, like Jamal Murray after they interviewed him. They just look focused, so I. Like you say, I I believe it's gonna be over in five. Denver looks focused, and I think I think Miami losing last night. I think that took a lot out of them last night. I think that kind of hurt them last night mentally. Yeah, I did it. Like it, it seemed like it, it's crazy because if we look back at it, if we actually just you know put the heat under the microscope around around, we kind of saw them running out of gas, probably in the middle of the Celtic series. Yep. But, you know, it's like a, you know, a car, when you like go downhill, you get the most, you know, fuel economy, take the, you know, your foot off the gas, you just yeah. cruising, you're, you're not burning any gas. And then we, you know, get back to level land or I got to go uphill, you start hitting the gas pedal. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I like, I'm, I'm stalling a little bit here. So uh-huh. that's what it feels like. Um, so in order for the Heat to really have a chance here for them to pull off game five, aggression got to be there from the front forefront. Jimmy guys has to be aggressive. He has to set the tone from tip off. Shooters got to shoot. They got to hit shots. That's yeah. just what it is. Their defense, I, I they just have to slow them down. You're not going to stop them because I'm, I'm sitting here watching the game in all these like dribble penetrations, and then somebody would do like a, a like cut from the three point line towards the middle of the middle of the paint, wide open layups left and right. I'm like, dude, they are killing you all with this. Like it's it's easy. So I don't know. Like when I think when Miami won game two, they had switched to the zone, and it's more so. I think Denver actually ended up scoring more at the points per uh, possession with the zone, but it slowed down the pace. Pace, yeah. And, and that's and I think that was vital. It was not saying they need to run zone all the time, but they just probably need to give them different looks, hit shots, and be aggression, be aggressive the whole time. That's that's it. That's the only thing. That's the only way I see them having a chance to win the game. Otherwise, yeah, probably gonna be a twenty point blowout. Yeah, I, you know, I was telling I was telling my dad last night we were watching the game. I was like, well. I said, this is typically the Denver team we've seen pretty much all playoffs. I say, I said, let's just say if, you know, just just say, ironically, if the Lakers went to the finals and they played Miami. I said, Miami probably wouldn't beat the Lakers either. But I say, you know, Denver is just, they're just a better team just from 1 to 15 from that like I said, from the starting five to that bench, really the bench, the bench has been just, 
they just been outstanding this whole playoffs in every series. They have been the difference. But I mean, of course, Jokic he gonna get his, but the you know Aaron Gordon, you know Bruce Brown, uh, the others, uh, Kyle Will Pope. Um, they even had the other kid. I think he's number like number zero. He had a good game. Um, I think it was a game three. I think it was game three. I think it was like number zero. It's a Rookie. guard. I forget his last name. It's not Christian Brown, right? Is it Christian Brown? It might be. Because that's the one. Yeah, yeah, I think he had 15 off the bench that game. Yeah. Seven yeah, or eight yeah. from the field. Yeah, I'm like, where'd this kid come from, man? <laughs> like, where'd this kid come from? I don't even really think he played all playoffs. I'm like, man, this is, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, you can't, you can't beat him. Like, especially like a game like last night. You can't, you're not going to be able to beat him like that. Isn't No. You're not. Especially with, you know, Miami. I know that hurt, you know, Tyler Hero's not there. And, you know, they typically rely, you know, if they're not shooting well, then typically he probably can beat Miami. Now, if they're shooting well, like they did in game two, then you in for a dog fight. But if they not, if they shoot is not really shooting well, I mean, they're, they're going to play hard. You know, that's just a testament to, you know, the Miami Heat culture. And, and then, you know, that's been there for years now. But if they're not pretty, if they're not shooting well, then it more likely it's going to be a tough night for them. I mean, the three-point shooting has been the biggest difference for the Heat. Like, in the regular season, it was one of the worst, if not the worst, three-point shooting team in the league. Then all mm. of a sudden, they get to the playoffs. They're red hot. Yeah. And that's... And that's how you got them beating the Bucks so quick. That's how you basically stumped the Knicks out real quick. Yeah. And that's how you ended up 3-0 against Boston real quick before Boston, like, you know, hit a switch. Like, wait a minute. We Boston. Mm. We're better than this team. So Exactly. But, man, um, you know, just to the to the comments real quick, uh, uh, Jamon Allen said uh, – uh, Bron, he's a champion, and I was going to allude to that. I mean, he was part of that uh, Kansas team that won, so he, you bring in that winning mentality. So he comes in already knowing what he should do mentally to, you know, be a contributor when he needs to. As you saw in in Game Three, like yeah. just the the cuts, the aggression, that one play where he like took it. I want to say almost coast to coast, but he really like took it to Jimmy in the paint. Uh -huh. And yeah. over him, I'm like, okay, this dude's not scared at the moment at all. Like he he coming to play, confidence. Like that team is confident. Yeah. Like, like, like just like in the Lakers series or in the Suns series, like you know the Lakers and the Suns, they can go up, they can be up double digits, but you know for like a stretch for like 75 to 90 seconds at a time, the Nuggets can come down three, 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 three. Matter of fact, it happened in uh in game two, even though they lost that game, like all of a sudden, Nuggets went on a 12-0 run because they hit four straight threes uh -huh. against Miami. And I'm sitting here like, man, is this game over already? But you know, eventually Miami came back and won. But it's like yep. they just have spurts to where it kind of reminds you of the Warriors, how the Warriors of old could just get hot for a second. They could be down 15, but it feels like they only down five. Five, because they can change that in. A matter of two minutes. <laughs> yeah, Man. that's you know what, and that's why I mentioned that's why I mentioned that last week. You know, 
I mean, I well, it's like they're gonna win a championship now, but you know, if they they pull off the championship, could they could they make a run like the Warriors with this if they keep this especially this core, especially the you know, the other guys, the card uh Kyle Will, KCP, uh, Michael Porter Jr., um, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, Aaron Gordon. They keep these guys. Could they make a run like the Warriors? I know eventually one or two of them will probably leave just for more money for sure. Right, as they should. Yeah. Man. Um, so, you know, that it's a lot of factors in that, right? So, for one, continuity. I mean... Mike Malone has been there the entire careers of Jokic and Murray. So they've yeah. been there for at least eight, eight years, seven years for, for uh, Murray. So you got that. Michael Porter Jr. has been there the whole time. I'm pretty sure they'll, he'll end up getting paid and staying there. The core should be there. So you have the continuity between the coach and the players and the core. So you got that going for you. However, this is almost like a perfect segue to, to other stuff that we're going to talk about. Right. It's the other factors in the Western Conference. When you have, let's, the, let's say, the team they played in the, in the Western Conference Finals themselves, the Lakers, who knows what they're going to be doing this this offseason. That, that's always going to be a team that's always going to be highlighted this summer, a team to keep your eye on with the point guard situation. We'll, we'll see because it seems like D'Angelo Russell went from getting the bag to, um, you know, getting escorted out the, the crypto arena. Yeah, like so, players about the crypto <laughs> He said, we're going to transfer your money in Bitcoin. Goodbye. Um, so you got that. You have the Phoenix Suns who. They up to something. They are. <laughs> and, we, and we can we can discuss it now. Like, so as we heard, you know, Chris Paul name's been out there. It was one report saying he'd been released, but then basically saying they had a meeting. And part of it, part of the meeting was discussed him being released. But. Nevertheless, it seemed like Chris Paul is probably going to be on the move here. Um, yeah, I think Deion, I think DeAndre Aiden is still missing from from uh, from Denver. I, I I haven't seen him since Jokic was on the court against him. I still haven't found him. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. I I uh, think he on the move too. Probably. Yeah. As we, he on the move too. Because as we remember, like. He didn't. He didn't sign a contract with with the Suns that summer. He signed it with the Pacers. They just they just accepted the offer because he was restricted. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's it. It wasn't the, the the Suns that offered him that contract. So, so yeah, I think those two are probably on the move. You you have to keep Kevin Durant. You just gave up your whole you know farm system for him. And right. Devin Booker is elite. You're not going to get rid of him. So. Phoenix Suns, who who knows what they're gonna look like here pretty soon. Um you have Dallas, who I know that didn't make the playoffs, but I mean, I feel like they probably gonna make some dramatic moves here because you basically got one year left to impress Luca here. Otherwise, you know, things can get a little interesting there. Yeah, um, for sure. And then of course, you know, you got the other teams. Um which I can't even uh, – my brain went dead for a second. But um, uh, Well, you know, it's been rumblings about Dame. You know, you got um, – it's Harden going to come back to the West. Yep. Um, who else we got in the West? I mean, I mean well, then, you got – Then Westbrook. 
You never know yeah. with the Clippers. I, it's really um, just to me with the Clippers. It's really just health. Like I feel like the team is, you know, the team is always there. They always have a solid bench. The starting five is just, it just always come down to Kawhi getting hurt or you know Paul George getting hurt or all three of them getting hurt or whoever. Hell, Tyron Lue probably gonna get hurt. I don't know. <laughs> I, I at this point, I just I didn't lost faith in the Clippers. I just feel like they just gonna clip themselves away every time. Bruh. <laughs> I I feel bad for them. I feel like that franchise is snake bitten. Yeah, if it, it, it feels like they're cursed, like to even go I, all the way back to the bubble, it was like okay, we are gonna finally see the Lakers and the Clippers in the West Coast final, and they getting beat by a team that's probably that we really should have been paying attention to the whole time <laughs> that's been knocking on the door. And they one game away from winning the NBA Finals, which is crazy. So now, you know, people, um, you know, people, oh, the bubble wasn't real or, you know, the bubble was fake. Well, technically, we can't say that because, you know, those four teams that was in the Eastern, those four teams that was in the Conference Finals, was in the Conference Finals, what, three years later? I mean, you got a point. Now, the less the likely point looks like they about to just run away with the championship. Man, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, um, you mentioned Dame. I mean, Dame is – I mean, Dame – I feel like Damian Lillard's name has been floating around for, like, the last three off-seasons. He'll never come out and say it. He he yeah. won't. No. And and for a certain standpoint, I, I respect it. He just want to go out there and hoop. He don't want to be known as a ring chaser, this, this, and that. I, I get that. But, you know, as the fans, we just want to see Damian Lillard more so just in a winning situation. Now, if the Portland was able to become that team, then you wouldn't really hear these rumblings of, you know, him probably won't end up in other places like Phoenix or Miami or Brooklyn or whomever, the Lakers. I, it's like, because we know Boston, we we know that certain teams are Damian Lillard away from actually winning a title because we know what Damian Lillard brings to the table. For sure. And it's like, so like, would da- let me ask you this. Uh, Damian Lillard, would he, you know, just trade scenarios here? Not saying that the teams would do it, but would you would you rather have Dane traded for Chris Paul per se and whatever else needs to be done to make that trade to go to Phoenix? Would you rather have Damian Lillard traded to Boston for Jalen Brown and maybe Marcus Smart? Like, would you rather have you know Dane traded to Miami for Cal Lowry and whoever else that needs to be there? Just like just insert Dame Lillard into one of those situations. Like, like just what are you thinking with that? Out of all, to be honest, out of all the scenarios, if Miami was able to keep Bam and keep Jimmy, and to be honest, to keep Tyler Hero, I would, I would like to see. It. I think Miami would be. I think that would be perfect. But I don't know if I think Portland would want Tyler Hero. Which, I mean, if they take Tyler Hero, that would be cool because we get Damian Lillard. But I think him, Bam, and, and Jimmy, 
and that heat culture and you try to keep those those shooters around. And I mean, they're gonna need a big man for sure. They need a big man, but um somebody bigger than Bam, but I think that 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 will shake that east up. I think that would be nasty. He, I don't I don't see I wouldn't I don't I don't I wouldn't see him working with uh with Phoenix. It will almost probably be like, you know, Kyrie, uh Kyrie, uh Harden and KD again. I mean, it will work. They're gonna score, but you know, they're gonna if they all three of those guys play together, they'll have those games where they all score like 25, all of them score almost 30, but nobody plays no defense, so they only probably win by five points. <laughs> and they scored 150 points. And so I don't think it would I don't think it would um make a difference in like them having another championship or something to that magnitude. But I think the perfect scenario will probably be him going to Miami, maybe Boston. But to be honest, I would let that Boston team kind of figure it out again. Saying for that team to run it back. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe a couple changes. I, I mean, it would be nice if they got Dame, but I would want if they got Dame, I would want them to keep Jalen Brown. But then, I mean, would you really need Jalen Brown there? I think it, maybe maybe not. It, it, I feel like it comes down to money because it's because if you're Somebody the Boston Celtics, I don't I don't know they're gonna be willing to though. Yeah, because both of them up for a super max, so they made all NBA. And if you pay both of them the max, you basically gonna spend like six hundred million dollars on two players that hasn't won anything. Yep. Like, are you willing to do that? And Dame coming in with a crazy contract, just as probably just as much as uh, um, Jason Tatum. So, I mean, financially, that ain't gonna work. Uh, so it's like. Yeah, that that'll be tough. But Dame in Miami, like he embodies heat culture. I feel like that would like kill yeah. a seamless fit right in if they can make it work without giving up too much. Um, gotta keep Bam and you gotta keep Jimmy. Yeah. If he was to do that. So um you mentioned James Harden. James Harden is a name to be floating around now. Last week, I, I asked Brandon this, and I'm going to ask you this. So Nick Nurse is the head coach in Philly. Um, I think he says he, you know, of course, trying to get James Harden to stay. But there's also, I heard a floating report that if James Harden was leave, replace him with Fred Van Fleet. Would you rather have Fred Van Fleet on Philly? Or would you rather have James Harden? I wouldn't be mad at uh, Van Fleet. I would not be mad at that simply because, you know, he's played with, you know, Nick Nurse and got a championship together. So typically everything is going, I mean, even with James Harden, typically everything is going to run through and the offense is going to run through and be. Um, he will probably, to be honest, he will probably be better suited than, you know, James Harden. I feel like Van Fleet, he will defer even more to NBA. 
but still be able, you know, to get his, you know, in those games where Embiid's not, you know, shooting well. And, right. you know, that's when you get that's when you get other guys to kind of tag along. So that that wouldn't be a bad look at all. Uh, I agree. Because um, it's like I know what I'm getting from Van Fleet, like every night. I, I know what I'm getting. Um, I feel like, you know, he'd be a better fit for the team, per se, like he yeah. was mentioning. Um, you know, defer to MB when he needs to, get his shots when he needs to, maybe be able to get the other teammates involved, more ingrained into the game on a consistent basis. I feel like just more so the consistency of that because we know Harden has a higher ceiling by far, by far. But yeah. as we saw in that series against Boston, it's like Harden have 40-point game, disappear for two games, have another 40-point game, and then in the biggest game, nowhere to be found. So it's like, at least with, I feel like with Van Fleet, maybe he won't give you 40, every, you know, for a couple of games, but he'll give you 20, 25. He'll give you, you know, you know, five to eight assists a game, hit timely shots, make the right plays, yeah. control the game, be the floor general to a certain degree, you know, stuff like that, intangibles. Make yeah. winning basketball plays. Yeah. Just uh I just think like you were stating, I just think he's a better over he'll be a better overall leader on that team. So I think that would play a big part in that. If if that was to happen, that wouldn't that would be a good look. Definitely. So so yeah, um, I know the original question is all the way back to Denver, could they go on a run here? Uh, could they be the next Warriors dynasty? But I don't, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, time will tell. It's not like they have, I don't think they, you know, they're not a juggernaut of a team, but yeah. they are a well-oiled machine. We could probably maybe view them as a Spurs team that we, you know, used to see for like a, two decades in a row, right? Yeah. They could be maybe that to where they're relevant, uh, maybe they get back to the finals, maybe not the next year, but the year after, maybe. Who who knows? But it, it's still a lot of question marks. Uh, we didn't even mention the Warriors and, you know, what they may be up to, because I don't think they're officially done yet. Um, nah. Even though Bob Myers stepped down, and I feel like that is a big blow. But, I mean, we'll know what direction that team is going into this summer. We'll know for sure what their, their future will look like. Uh, Sacramento, you know, that team was up and coming, put the Warriors on the brink. Um, Memphis, but, you know, <laughs> Adam Silver about to lay the hammer on somebody real quick, so yeah, I don't know what they expect. They got other stuff to worry about right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, the Pelicans, I, I don't know, but, you know, they, they got a 30 for 30 coming out with uh, guns and buns here. <laughs> Featuring John Moran and Zion. So. <laughs> That took me out. Oh. <laughs> and they both from South Carolina, too. That's wild. Crazy. And I think they played AAU together, too, if I'm not mistaken, at one point in time. So Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Jeez. So, so yeah, um, who, who knows, man. But I would say this offseason is going to be one of the more exciting ones in recent memory, I would imagine, in the NBA. Um. 
so yeah, uh, yeah. Anything else on this series? Um, I guess NBA related here. Um, no. It looks like we look like we'll have a new champion maybe Monday night. <laughs> Jeez, man. Probably they're gonna have the champagne ready. The trophy probably already polished and stuff. <laughs> oh, I do got one question. One question before we What's get off the final. Um, who? Okay, who will win MVP? Who will win Finals MVP? If, if Denver wins Monday night, who wins MVP? Dude, unless Jamal Murray drops like sixty points in the closeout game, it's gonna be Jokic. It has to be Jokic. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, him and Murray had 30-point triple-doubles, but that man had 30, 20, 10. This man has averaged a triple-double in the whole playoffs. This this man, I mean, yeah, he's been – like, another thing I guess didn't mention, the man was in foul trouble yesterday. Well, not, yeah. uh-huh. And Denver still routed him. Like, that's crazy. But I, I, I think it's I think it's definitely Jokic by, by default for me. Yeah, I. It's tough because, I mean, he is almost averaging a triple double, and but you got Joe. I think Jamal Murray has had, I think he's had, ten assists in his first finals, first final, first four final games. I was like, that's crazy. Yes, because I never really thought of the man to drop double digit assists, really. Right, and I was like, well, they said that last night. I was like, wow. I was like, man. I mean, they finish it off Monday. Either one could win MVP. I don't know if they they're not gonna give them they both they both not gonna get it like a co-MVP type thing, but I'm, either I'm, or either or. But I, it'll probably like you said, it'll probably be Jokic though. I, I kind of look at it like I'm not definitely not comparing the two, but this the situation of it more so like the Lakers three peat with Shaq and Kobe. Like Kobe yeah. had phenomenal numbers, but it it was definitely Shaq. Shaq, yeah. Like, the impact, everything he did, like, like that man. Well, nobody's stopping him, and ain't nobody stopping Jokic. Like yeah. the man rolled his ankle, still out here doing his thing last yeah. night. So I, I think it's, I think it's more Jokic than Murray. But Murray, I mean, if Murray wasn't playing the way he was, this series would be different. Oh, for far. sure, for sure. Yeah, so, so yeah, game five, man, mile high, you know, the city of Denver, I guess, hasn't really celebrated anything since uh, the Broncos. The Broncos, that was a long time ago. They did? Didn't they get it? Did they get it? Yeah, with uh, Noodle Arm Manning. They did get one with, with Noodle Arm Manning. Oh yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, that was what twenty. That was against your boy Cam. Yeah, that was twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. Yep, yep. So yeah, outside of that, yeah, man, you haven't really celebrated anything since the Elway days. So yeah. So yeah. Um. All right. So I guess speaking of football, you know, football is always in the news because it's the billion dollar industry. It's the number one you know, money-making sport in, in, in America. Um, uh, and, and it's a news that, you know, pertains, I guess, indirectly pertains to our Chicago Bears. <laughs> Good old Dalvin Cook has finally been released. 
something that has been rumored for months and it's finally happened here. Like, what are your thoughts and where do you think he's going? Um, well, <laughs> as I as we both know, Dalvin Cook has been trying to get out of jail since their season ended. Um, I think immediately when when the season was over, I believe he scrapped his old Instagram with all the Vikings pictures, he scrapped it. It was gone. So somebody do an athlete does that these days. Uh, he's not really happy with the with the franchise, the coach, whoever it is. He's not. He ain't happy. So yeah, he's been trying to get out of there all um, all off season. I wasn't surprised when I got the notification the other day. Uh, we discussed it before. Um, it's Miami. He's trying to get to Miami. I, that's been his goal for I think this whole off season. So I. I don't see him going anywhere else. I think it's going to be Miami. No, that definitely seems like the forefront. I think the only other team that may try to, you know, take that away would be Buffalo. Yeah, to play with his brother, that would be dope. Uh, That would be cold-blooded. And, and yeah, you know, like you mentioned, Dalvin definitely been trying to get out. And like you said, you know, whenever, you know, these players do this passive-aggressive deleting pictures off of Instagram or taking the team name <laughs> off your bio and all this yep. stuff and the indirect through. messages, cryptic tweets, you know, all this indirect passive aggressive BS. Yeah. You know, I guess that's them protesting without really protesting. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, Dalvin Cook, you know, I'm definitely be gr- glad that he's out the division. Um, he definitely was a true do threat, a, a fantasy threat too for my fantasy football people out there when he was healthy. Yep. Yep. Uh, I've had yeah, so yeah, no, that that dude is that dude is sensational, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, uh, our bro, Mr. Deshaun Reed, at one point in time called him the best running back in the league, and he probably was at one point in time for a small snippet. Yeah. Who knows? Because he was that dynamic when he first got in the league. But, yeah, nevertheless, adios, sayonara, you and Aaron Rodgers, deuces, goodbye. It's, it's a new rain over here. Anyway, um, <laughs> you mentioned, I know I mentioned Buffalo. You mentioned his brothers there. That's crazy. And speaking of Buffalo, real quick, dude, Josh Allen on the cover of Madden, like, that yeah. cover is dope. The, the deluxe yeah. edition with him yeah. in the crowd? Uh-huh. That that's probably the best Madden cover I've probably seen. I can't even remember like I can remember the covers for sure, but a cover like that, I I can't remember one. I, that might be the that probably the best one I've seen. No, I sure. I agree. I I agree because I of course you see a lot of fan made covers that's probably better than the covers that are actually released. But as far yeah. as an official one, official one, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that one was dope. I remember the Troy Palomalu and oh, Larry yeah. Fitzgerald cover yeah. that was pretty dope. Twenty ten, um, yeah, pretty dope. Um, the Megatron one was all right. Um, yeah. Even, Mahomes, even the Michael Vick one. Back in the day, that one was... That oh, the 4 one, yeah. Yeah, that one was yeah. nice. That game was revolutionary within the franchise. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Ray Lewis cover wasn't bad either. No, it wasn't in 05, yeah. 
Man, yeah, they didn't but, some covers, but this one is definitely up there. This one is, it has to be top, top three, top five, easy. I don't even think it's a question. Absolutely. Um, like I haven't bought a physical disc of a game in so long, but I might just do it just for the cover. Buy the physical, <laughs> yeah, Bruh. No, I it, it basically embodies the whole mafia. It embodies what what Bills mafia is. Yeah, football fandom. It, it it just does. So, so yeah. So that means you know the quote unquote Madden curse. Blah 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 blah. Um, and I I kind of talked about this on on my podcast for a bit on the Jago Sports Podcast. But my thing is entering last year, there were people that thought Josh Allen was the best quarterback in the league entering last year, mm-hmm. because what we saw was him you know, beat Kansas City in that playoff game with 13 seconds left. They People saw that, and then, you know, Travis yeah, Kelsey and happened. And, and Pat Mahomes happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so it was like, and, and when, you know, last season happened, of course, you know, people pumped the brakes on that because Josh Allen, as great as he is, I feel like his biggest fault is turnovers, timely turnovers, especially yeah. in the red zone. Um, so with Josh Allen on this cover here, and and basically they do have a lot of pressure on them because they they last year should have been the year for them. Now the the Mar Hamlin situation probably you know altered that and pretty much altered the landscape of the ASC playoffs with how they you know did it. But glad he's healthy. Um, but Josh Allen, like like what? Like I feel like there's pressure on him. What are your expectations for? What does he have to do this upcoming season? Um, just win those big games. Um, we know he has arm talent. He can run. He can do it all. It's just just got to get over the hump. Just win those big games. Um, nothing more, nothing less. Just win those big games. So basically, Super Bowl or bust at this point. Like getting there. Does he have to get there? Yeah, I I think so. Um, like you said, you know, he was 13 seconds away from, you know, beating Mahomes in Kansas City. The game was – that was an incredible game. I still remember it to this day. Um, but, you know, defense happened and, you know, Travis Kelsey happened. And, um, as Shannon Sharp would call him, Pat Mahomes boy happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just – they just got to win those big games. And then it seemed like last year they were they were focused. Like, in the beginning of the season, it just seemed like they were on a mission. And then, you know, the DeMar Hamlin situation kind of happened. And then, I don't know. They – I don't – you know, me watching them personally, it felt like they fall in love with, you know, they won't pass the ball 50 times a game. I don't, I don't think they have to do that. So, maybe them getting Dalvin Cook. And place him with his brother could be a no. That could be a thing, but I don't. I don't know if Dalvin want to play in the cold. Though. I think that's a big factor too. But I think, um, yeah. He, I mean, they've been they've been to the playoff. You know, won a division and things <laughs> like that, and basically their division. So at this point, it's just you know, just they, he just got to get over the hump and just get to the Super Bowl. So I mean, he he got to like chain those demons, as in 
he got finally got to get past Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs in the in the playoffs. You got to get through Joe Burrow and them in the playoffs. You potentially, potentially got to get through the Jets and Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. You got to worry uh, about uh, the new look Baltimore Ravens team, like yeah. that in a new offense. With that, um, Justin Herbert. If I maybe I I don't know. I feel like you know the Chargers. You know, and him definitely has something to prove too, like something got to give because Brandon Staley, I feel like almost lost his job the way they lost that game last year in the playoffs. So the chart, the Chargers are almost like the Chargers are almost like the Clippers to me. They got everything they need. They and they just oh, they do every year. We just they just find a way to just not do nothing. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, similarity between the Chargers and the Clippers as we starting to think about it. You know, both of them origin. I think both, if I'm not mistaken, both of them originated in San Diego. Uh, both moved to L.A. Both are like the redheaded stepchild in L.A. Um, I mean, it, it all makes sense. Both of them, you know, come up short when it matters most. So, yeah, that, that's a great comparison. Great yeah. comparison. Um, but the Chargers, I mean... You know, if they play up to their peak, I mean, they they can be a dangerous team. They they can be because the talent is there. They got it all. Talent is there. Um, and then you got Jacksonville, who I feel like is going to be a pretty darn good team this year because with Calvin Ridley coming back Ooh. on top of what they did last year, the moves that they made already. I mean, and the progression of Trevor Lawrence, like, yeah, yeah. that that bar team's nobody, gonna be bar nobody gets hurt. Yeah, that's they potentially. Let me see who's in the NFC South. Uh, they the Texans, yeah. yeah. Titans, blah. Uh, yeah. The Colts, I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So that I would they they would be my AFC South pick. Not unless you know, you know, not unless CJ Stroud just below. He just you know goes to another level, which. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I don't I don't think so. I think it'll, you know, be a little time before he, you know, gets there. But anything is possible these days. But, you know, I think that's that's the Jaguars division for sure. I think Trevor and them about to go to another level. Yeah, they they definitely should. They they are the clear cut favorites in that division right now. To me, that's their division to lose. Um and then maybe somebody like Cleveland might sneak up because maybe, you know, Deshaun Watson, a year off last year was a rusty year. I mean, maybe he gets back in the form that we saw back in Houston at that point. If that's the case and what they did in the offseason, especially with them trading for uh, Zadarius Smith, if I'm not mistaken, to go yeah. alongside Miles Garrett. Yeah. And you already yeah. got Denzel Ward back there. And then the offense, I mean, you, you still got Nick Chubb who's a top five back in this league, pound for pound. Like, wow. that man's a monster. Easy, yep. Amari Cooper. I mean, and if they somehow pry away DeAndre Hopkins from anybody out there to go along with that, because he's campaigning, he's publicly campaigning for to get his boy back. Yeah. So, I, that, mean, I mean, Cleveland, they've been, they've been throwing the money. They've been throwing the money out there. They – they just desperate. They're desperate at this point. So it's possible. They got the talent too. It's possible. 
So, yeah, we definitely see that. And a uh, perfect segue to DeAndre Hopkins here. As you know, free agent, finally released. He said, your boy Kyler don't love the game. He loves Madden more or Call of Duty more than the actual <laughs> game itself. Um, he he took a visit to Tennessee and more power to him for that one. But he's also about to take a visit to New England. Yeah. Where do you think is a, the, the best fit for DeAndre Hopkins? The best fit? Uh, um, I can see why he took the visit to Tennessee. I mean, you know, to be over there with – they'll have a – well, I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like, but you know, to play with Derrick Henry, he'll be the true number one. It won't be any question. Um, they got a couple other number two receivers. That wouldn't, to be honest, it wouldn't be a bad look. The only thing is, who gonna throw him the ball? That would be the only thing. But <laughs> I mean, he's he's pretty much dealt with that his whole career. So I mean, <laughs> but I mean, them, you know, besides them getting Kyler Murray, but you know, obviously they didn't have the best relationship. So you know, um. New England, I don't know about New England. New England, he would be the clear-cut number one there, too. I feel like Bill will make that work, but we I don't know which Mac Jones we're going to get. We're going to get Mac Jones from his rookie year at Alabama, or we're going to get Mac Jones from last year? Or, <laughs> he or, or is Zappy going to take his spot? So. Right, we, we, we watched uh, Mac Jones get benched uh, yeah. in the mid-game for Zappy against our Bears. We, we, uh -huh. we watched that. Yeah, so um, that I mean that would as personally for him, that would be a good look. You know, him being a clear cut number one. Now, if you go to Cleveland, he'll be with the one and a half maybe. Um, but Ooh, that's that's a good question, Amari or or uh, D Hop. Uh, D Hop, yeah, he states he wants to be. You know, he wants to um play with a winner. Or he, you know, he just want he just wants to win. Now the the place I think that I think he'll probably get to is uh, Kansas City. I don't think nobody wants that. That's scary. I don't like, think nobody see that. Mm -mm. Um, because if you think Buffalo. about <laughs> or, like, or Buffalo, or Buffalo just find a, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's possible, but just hypothetically speaking, what if Buffalo just pulled off him and Dalvin Cook? Then at that point, there's no excuse. There is none. None. <laughs> none. But to be honest, if Buffalo was uh, – then Buffalo had to let somebody go. Like, uh, like per se, Gabe Davis, he, this probably would be his last year there. And I think Gabe Davis has really – come along as a true number two like true number two so all right so the gay davis for me um so i'm a so from a foot from a football standpoint may, maybe he, he can be a consistent number two from a fantasy standpoint man get that man off my team right now because he definitely <laughs> didn't live up to what he should have been because it was too much hype last year on this man and yeah, and that right. No nah, man, he some games yes, and then he'll disappear, and then some it's too inconsistent for me. But yeah. but Gay Davis as a number three option on any team oh, is oh yeah, yeah, it, it'd be crazy. 
So, yeah, uh, hypothetically, if they had Josh Allen under center, you have both Cooks in the backfield. You have Stephon Diggs to your left. DeAndre Hop on your right or in the slot, mixed match with Gabe Davis. And Dawson Knox at tight end. Yep, and, and you drafted another tight end to go along with that. Right. At the defense, you got Von Miller coming back. You just signed Leonard Floyd, Floyd. who both of them won the Super Bowl with the Rams, so they know how to play together. You still got your Davis White back there, Micah Hyatt coming back. Like, bro, you, you, you have – I understand that you lost Troy Edmonds, but, yes, you, you are loaded. You have yeah, no that's, excuse. That's a, super, that's a super team, as they would call it. Yeah. <laughs> And that means it falls on Josh Allen. Help. Help, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the only – those are the top two scenarios I thought when he first got released. I was like, well, Buffalo. And I said, waiting in the wing would be Kansas City. I said, man, I don't think nobody wants him to go to Kansas City. With him and Travis Kelsey on the field, with – then, then the third receiver would be uh, – Valdez Scanlon taking off the top of the defense. Oh man, that was so. Yeah, you got. That did their repeat. They pro- I mean, they'd be a strong candidate because when they won the Super Bowl the first time, I want to say Sammy Watkins was their quote unquote number one wide receiver, but they're not the number one option on the team, but number one wide receiver. So you replace that with DeAndre Hawkins. Uh, Juju, he went to New England, but you still got Valdez Scantley, you still got Sky Moore, you still got um, I'm missing somebody here, but and you st- got Isaiah Pacheco in the backfield. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Jared McKinnon is there or not, I don't know if they resigned him or whatnot, but anyway, I mean, and of course, you got Patrick. Mahomes. So, Kelsey, so I mean. That's that. Was, I don't think nobody want to see. Those those are probably the only two scenarios I I would see for uh, D Hop. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he wants to like, if he stayed, he wants a quarterback that loves the game and wants to be in a winning organization with a good defense. Then, and yeah, those make sense. Even the, the Kansas City defense. It's not bad, even though they lost. Um, was it Clark? Frank, Frank Clark, Clark. Yeah. and he's Dallas. signed with the Broncos here. Yep, and that's another team to look out for too. But um, yeah, those those two teams make the most sense to me. So, oh man. Um, but yeah, any you got anything else for the NFL? Um, NFL, no, that's. That's about it. Just bear down. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. So uh, OTAs happening here, training camp next month, uh, preseason starting in August, and then we kick off the season uh, at home against Green Bay week one. I cannot wait for that. Yep. Not wait. So um, I guess in other news before we get out of here, uh, since you're wearing a socks hat, you know, they've been hot as late. Um, yep. um, so they're three and last time I checked, they're three and a half back in the division and probably the sorriest division we've ever seen in a very long time in a yeah. very long time. Um, 
yeah, the twins are 500. Two days ago, they were winning division under 500. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, any, any thoughts with the Sox being so hot? They have won seven out their last 10 so far. Yep. Uh, just, man, just keep it up. Uh, stay healthy. It's a long, it's a marathon. It's a long way. So just, we just got to stay healthy and just keep it up, man. Um, I think this Sox team has been on the brink of, you know, doing something special for the last couple of years and we've been kind of missing our window. So hopefully, hopefully this year we kind of keep it going. I, I hope so. Cause I feel like this team is at the crossroads at this point now. Yeah. Due due to all the underachieving since COVID, since that year, and you know, making the playoffs but getting put out in the first round, and then last year's debacle. My gosh, that was a debacle. Which your, with your uh, boy, <laughs> man. And, and I thought it was the drunk. It wasn't the drunk. I mean, he played a part. He he did. Oh, he played. Some, oh, he played a big part. Some some legendary dumb boneheaded decisions. But it's not all him. Yeah. It's these players. These these players got to play. Players got to play at the end of the day. You got to come out there and perform. Um, So, you know, Tim Anderson, he hasn't hit a home run all year. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. When, you know, a couple of years ago, I remember him with the walk-off home run and the, um, what's that, uh, the uh, Field of Dreams game. Uh, wow. Uh, yep. against the Yankees, that was one of the most epic yeah. things I've ever watched in my life. So, so yeah, some some got to give Liam Hendricks back. That's that's been a bonus. Um, we uh, believe took two out of three from the Yankees. I, I take that. We've been winning multiple series in a row here, climbing the charts. Like you said, it's a marathon, though. You got to continue to kind of stay with it, be healthy. These players got to play for each other. Play yep. instead of playing for themselves. Um, division is definitely winnable, even though we are seven games under 500. Yikes! But three and a half back, plenty of division back. games to go. Yep, but, but yeah, man. Um, I guess that's gonna wrap it up, unless there's anything else you want to dive into, man. Um, no, the I know the sky took a loss last night, but uh, I know. I think it was last week they had a big win against uh mm. New York against the New York Liberty. That was pretty uh so um yeah, just all the Chicago teams, man. Just gotta keep it up. Um I don't know what's what's gonna happen with my bull. We just um I don't know what we doing. <laughs> man, so we're so the we like in this real gray area. I just don't know what's going on. You know, this is a discussion. I don't know if we have time for today, but it pertains to that. Because if you think about it, 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 there's one common denominator between the Bulls and the White Sox. You can put the White Sox in the same boat as the Bulls, gray area, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the owner, yeah. Terry Reinsdorf. He owns both teams. Uh-huh. I, I feel like that man has to go. Just like yep. how we felt about the McCaskies to a, you know, for the Bears. That's how, least, I feel about, that's how I feel about Jerry Jones, too. Yep, got to go. Dude, it's like, are you trying to make money or are you trying to win? 
I mean, there's a way you could do both, but are you more so concerned with your bottom line instead of winning? Like, what are we doing? Money. And I think the before we go, I think the big issue with all three of those, even including the including the Cowboys, I don't even like the Cowboys, but I think the biggest issue is those three teams have this fan base that they know that they're not gonna lose. Even with the at the Bears as well. So it's it's like with let's make the money first and then we'll think about the team. I think it's always I think it's always that. But you know, hopefully, well, at least with the Bears, it looks like we might be kind of with with Mr. Poles. Hopefully, we might be turning that corner. So, but those other two, the Bulls and the White Sox, especially those Bulls, I don't, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. We don't never be in the market, you know, get a new coach or uh, I don't know. They don't even bring the Bulls up. <laughs> I know, man. Um, well, yeah, at least Bears, when they hired the GM and, you know, when they actually drafted Fields, I was shocked because, you know, man, based on our history, that I thought they were going to trade up for Mac Jones. I, I ain't even going to take you. I, I, I did too. I did too. <laughs> I promise to you. I, I tell everybody, I said, man, we drafted Justin Fields, man, I almost cried, y'all. I said, y'all don't even understand. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I still look at his jersey in my closet and be like, bro, we really got Justin Fields. Every time I see him on TV, on my phone, I be like, we really got Justin Fields, bro. Like, for real, I'm, ugh. like, my, my wife didn't understand the magnitude of what happened that night. And yeah. I was trying to explain it to her. But, but yeah, when we drafted him and when they actually hired Ryan Poles, and actually yep. gave that man control to hire his own coach and without anybody stepping in, I'm like, okay. And then when Ted Phillips went away and we got Kevin Warren, I'm like, okay. It's like, y'all really trying to change the culture here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so I'm, it's like, it gives us hope, optimism, excitement, all of the above. So, yep. so I'm, I'm good there. Like my, my, like my uh, relationship with the bears, we were good. Now these bulls, Dude, you know, the insult to injury, you know, is like Lonzo Ball in that whole situation. Like, he, he might not play again, ever again, because he got the same issue that Jason Richardson had and Festus and ZB yeah. had, and they never came back. I'm like, bro. And as much as modern technology and medicine is, they still can't figure that one out. Oh, quick question before we go. Yeah. Would you be opposed to the Bulls getting Chris Paul? No, no, we need a floor general. Yeah. Floor we, general. We, yeah. I mean, that's what Lonzo was supposed to be. And Lonzo was that. Yeah. When we had him, our team was so much different. We played better. We played both we ends ran. of the court better. Yeah. We ran. It was, yeah. It was now defense was better. Yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, we, we understand that when we sign Chris Paul, we're getting a cone on defense, but nevertheless. Right. <laughs> he will, you know, organize the offense here. Um, that means but... he definitely wouldn't bring back Patrick Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely won't be coming back. I mean, but if Patrick Beverly and Westbrook could be on the same team at once upon a time, why not him yeah. and Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I, to be honest, they probably would get along for sure. They talk about it half the I think they would get along. Man, but that's just competitors, just, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, we are both stuck in purgatory, though. Yep. 
And, you know, for us not having that draft pick this year, because it was part of yeah, that. that hurt too. Oh, that hurt, too. So. Dude. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you got me depressed on a Saturday morning. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, all right. So, in closing, uh, do you have any final thoughts or shout outs for today going into this weekend and next week? Um, I'll just enjoy this good weather. The weather's been really good this week. Um, not too hot, not too cool. It hasn't been no rain like for the last, I don't know, 10 or 12 days. I don't know. It's been killing my grass actually, but <laughs> I've been trying to water it every, every day or every other day. But um, no, just, you know, just enjoy, enjoy this nice weather, be safe, um, enjoy time with the kids, with the family. Um, and we might have a new NBA champion Monday. A first time NBA champion, I should say. Yeah, that that would be that would be dope if if we did. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what's happening here. Um, but yeah, man, definitely in, enjoy this beautiful weather. Um, definitely be safe out here. Um, and yeah, definitely enjoy the last bit of NBA basketball that we got here because we about Oof. to hit the dog days of summer, summer, summer. Um, yep. But, but yeah, nevertheless, uh, for my bro Ian, uh, for Brandon, who couldn't be with us today, uh, thank you all for, you know, joining us this morning on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, you can catch this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where you get your podcast from, catch it on YouTube. Obviously, we're here on Facebook, but uh, please like, share, support. We appreciate each and every one of you all that, that comes in each and every week or whenever you get a chance. So until next time, deuces, much love, uh, and peace.